Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your host Sam Foote and Alan Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Office 365 focused IT security professionals. Each episode, we talk about a specific topic in the space. This week, it's episode 16 of season two, and we're going to have a quick recap of Microsoft Ignite. Hey, Alan, uh, how are you doing? Hey, Sam, I'm doing okay, I think. <laughs> uh, how is your How's your jet lag going? Uh, I think I might have been lucky and maybe I haven't got it, but <laughs> I seem to be okay. I seem to be okay, I think. Straight back to work on Monday this week, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so a bit of like tactical sleeping, I suppose. And yeah, you think you knocked your body clock back into the correct rhythm. I think maybe I'll crash at the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully, hopefully you won't. Um, so yeah, so um, apologies for anybody that listened to our last episode. Um, we were in this episode going to talk around um, Sentinel, uh, but we put that on pause. We're going to talk about that next week because we kind of felt like it would be good to um, uh, understand a little bit more about Ignite and especially because um, Alan uh, was lucky enough to be able to go out and um, uh, to Seattle and uh, be you know in person in America at Ignite. Um, so I, I just I thought well we both thought that it would be good to sort of um, get his perspective and for anybody else that um, hasn't been, uh, including me, um, I think it would just be really good to understand, you know, um, uh, what, what the event is like to actually attend in person instead of uh, virtually. Um, and, anything else, Alan, that you, you you want to cover or any specifics? So I think in the last season, um, we talked about Ignite and it was more around the announcements and things like that. And I think the last one was when we did that, it was... Um, online only because it was part of the pandemic and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be good to kind of give that constant, you know, that, that perspective of what it's like on the ground. If you go to um, some of these in person that are starting to happen. So I think it's good. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, let's, um, let's, let's, let's dive right in. Um, I'm sort of going to be um, uh, pitching these questions to Alan, uh, cause I'm going to try and get as much uh, knowledge out of his head as I possibly can. So yeah, let's, let's crack on. So, Alan, can you just give us a really quick, um, like high level, um, you know, a summary of what um, Ignite actually is? Yeah, sure. So Microsoft Ignite is a yearly um, conference that Microsoft do. Um, it's normally around October, November time. I think it's like changed a little bit at times, beginning of October, end of October. I think it depends on certain things. Um but the idea of it is where Microsoft sort of promote, you know, new announcements of, you know, how the business is running, um, what their key focus is for the next year. So like this year it is um, do more with less. Um, previous ones were sort of, you know, around zero trust and things like that. Um, but it's, you know, it's announcements of, you know, um, features, new features coming um, into the Microsoft you know world. I mean, yeah, we do get some of those announcements throughout the year, but most of the real big ones, the big changes, the new products, the rebrands, the merges of products, you know, things like that all come out of you know, Ignite. Okay, yeah. So so um, you talked about that theme of um, do more uh, with less. Um, is, is that is that them uh, trying to promote sort of maximizing you know the consumption of uh, your licensing and 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 what you're really taking 
you know advantage of um you know with office 365 and azure so it's a little bit of that so you know as you know as we you know as consultants things like that um we you know sort of promote that you know try to get the most out of the licensing that you have but it's more around freeing up time so this is doing more you know more automation you know trying to do as much as you can with something you know some of the products that microsoft has to reduce the burden on on you know on staff and things like that i guess it's kind of trying to also um trying to i guess it's trying to also look at the you know the the world today you know the um which I'm thinking of it now, you know, the energy crisis, things like that, you know, it's probably tied into that a little bit around sustainability and, and things like that to try and do, you know, use less compute if you can, you know, do that, you know, and things like that and try and, you know, try and help in, you know, in many ways, I think. Yeah, I, I sort of saw key themes around um, just, just thinking about it after I asked that question. I saw, you know, that they, they, they effectively sort of, to me they sort of pitched it as um you know um especially around say like you know our, our focus security you know uh, more and more um the threat landscape is changing you know uh, we're going through sort of extra extraordinary times right we've got um a, a war we've got uh, 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 coming out of a pandemic we've got you know uh, energy crisis and there's lots of different crises crises that are <laughs> happening at the moment and um i think you know what they were uh, effectively saying is to because there is more of a burden on businesses you know to secure to adapt to to innovate right you know because you know for instance you know um you know uh, inflation might have hit your you know um you know if you're a physical you know widget maker your widgets are probably more expensive to to, to manufacture now right so they're they're trying to you know, to, to build efficiency into your, into your business. Right. You know, and, and IT, I suppose, IT cloud, IT platform, you know, all of Office 365 and Azure, I suppose can, 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 can be a, a large cost to people, right. You know, that they've got to burden, not just in terms of like compute and platform, but also resource like people, right. You know, we've, you know, it, we know that all too well, you know, um, uh, finding retaining and you know uh, paying people is 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 harder and harder now right so um so yeah uh, allowing you know organizations of different size to literally do more you know w with less let's say financial and you know an effort investment um seems to be a key focus of theirs uh this time right yeah absolutely and we yeah some of the announcements kind of showed how to um how you know things AI and things like that are assisting um, developers, things like that to to help improve or yeah. or fast you know make you know write code quicker, etc. Yeah, or maybe not, or maybe it's you know, yeah. Well, we'll, t <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about like uh, we'll, I think I think uh, later on in the episode we're going to talk about our favorite announcement, and that's a real key theme of mine to be totally honest with you because it, it kind of feels like um you know it's like um. Oh, what was it called? <laughs> they're, they're talking about like uh, GitHub Copilot. It's like you know, um, you know, developers that use GitHub Copilot. You know, forty percent of their code was written by Codepilot. You know, they're so much more like efficient. And it's like you know, um, we see some demos of their Open API collaboration, uh, Open Open AI, sorry, um, collaboration. And it's like, uh, do we even need developers anymore? Like, <laughs> what, at what point is it just going to be you know? Um, 
you know, some sort of engineer managing, you know, um, open API, uh, open, sorry, <laughs> open AI. <laughs> sorry, I keep, my mind is just like, I, I, all I can think about is open API. Um, it's just an engineer like um, overseeing a bunch of you know um, open ai like compute nodes you know like where, where what point is it just is it just going to be that and you know we use this battery store storage you know like as the matrix i don't i don't know where it's going to get to so um but anyway uh, sorry I, I digress i digress so um okay cool so so effectively an annual um um an, a, an annual conference and and if if we compare this to build from my perspective, build is more around like true sort of um, uh, developer focus, if that makes sense. Um, but I kind of see Ignite as more of a uh, a hybrid of um, Office three six five Azure and development, right? You know, it's like it's a bit of a it's more of a, a, a um, it's more of a broader scope, if if that makes sense. Yeah, and and devices, you know, the Surface devices as well. Oh, that's true. Yes, because there's also a there's a Windows event. I think like around March, April time, and and you've got uh, the other one they do is Inspire, which is around partners. Yeah, they they get to go to an event in effect. Okay, so um, so let's let's actually let's actually go through the motions of attending Ignite. I think it would be cool to just understand uh, the steps. so uh, how, how do you book? What can you book? What are your options in terms of um, actually at- attending an Ignite event? So so before the pandemic, there was only, um, if we talk briefly about before the pandemic, in 2019, which was the last Ignite that I, I went to, and I think the last in-person one since, since then, um, you kind of only had you could kind of sign up and a few of the sessions were online, but not many. It was more of a, it happened in, I think it was in, in Orlando at that point. Um, and you could get the sessions, but they'd be like 24 hours later. You know, it was like a, not an afterthought, but you'd, you'd be able to see them, but you know, you'd have to be there to get the announcement that day and be able to tweet and promote, promote it on social media kind of thing. Um, and then obviously we had the the pandemic, um, which pretty much put Ignite into online only, which was quite good. You know, you, you kind of still happened at the US time that it's normally happened. So you still, you know, for the UK, you know, for us in the UK and, and that we had to sort of stay up late and see it all. Um, but this one was the first one after after that to start bring, introducing in person. Um so there's a couple of options. There was Ignite, the, the main sort of event happening in Seattle over in the US, um, but also in various um, in various countries, there was a spotlight, I think it was called, where there's like a, a, ver- a, 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 like a mini version in that country. So you didn't have to travel to do it. So in the UK, it was in Manchester. Um, I can't remember where in you know, the other countries where it sort of it sort of sit, but it was it was around the world in effect that you could go to those instead. So that's kind of the options you had to be able to sign up and you um so the online was free the um spotlight ones in the you know in the, in the various countries were free but the one in Seattle the main one you you did have to pay for so you had to commit to to going to it, it wasn't like a free for all in effect and you know previous ignites you had to pay for so it wasn't you know the the in person one so it wasn't so that's you know the norm or would be the norm 
Okay, cool. And uh, how much does it cost to go to Ignite? Is it expensive? So I think it was eighteen hundred dollars. So oh, it is okay. quite a quite a commitment. Yeah. Um, and I think in previous years it was maybe I can't remember what it was in twenty nineteen because I uh, the the you know the organization I worked for at the time paid for it. Same this time, you know they they sponsored it us to go over there, me and a colleague. Um, but um, I think it was like. Two thousand, two thousand three hundred, you know, two thousand three hundred dollars. I think at that point, so a little bit more expensive. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm guessing it must cost it to, to, you know, to host a, a good number of people. How how many think people do you think attended in person? Oh, it's a good question. I don't. But I think. Um, I thought it was a good. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not very good at judging how many people are in because <laughs> everything you know since 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 then it's been you know, there's it was it was packed. Um, I kind of want to say like twenty to fifty thousand. I feel. Okay. Um, for this one, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, having the space and having the people and everything to to host an event like that, right, must cost an absolute fortune, mustn't it? Especially like nowadays, right? You know, like it must just be, it must just be crazy, mustn't it? So you can you can understand why they would want to, you know, to to offset some of that cost, right? Yeah, and I, crazy. I also think it's sort of making sure that people that do come are committed to going to the yeah, event as well. Exactly, it's not yeah. a, yeah. a it's free. I'll just yeah. sign up and I've taken a yeah. space and now I can't go. Oh, well now someone else can't go sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's kind of saying I'm, I'm going because I want to go and I've, you know, I, I can justify the, yeah the cost. So you've booked your ticket for ignite. Um, you're on, you're on the list. Um, what, what was your, what was your sort of travel out? Like, you know, how did you, how did you how did you get out there? Give us a you know quick so, rundown. So just going just after you sort of book because we were going over there you know to, over to Seattle, um, there is an opportunity if you're quick um, that Microsoft will pay or give you there will be discounted pricing for hotels over there. Okay. As well, so obviously, maybe not obviously, but because that ignite all of a sudden happened, all the pricing of hotels in the area rocketed. And that's right. what we've seen in 2019. We didn't in 2019. We actually um, stayed in Airbnb a bit further away because it was cheaper, and we didn't. We weren't able to get the discounted rates because we were late. Um, but this time we were okay. And in effect, you can do a reservation via Microsoft with one of the hotels that they've like done a partnership with or something. So um, it was about. I think it worked out about 50 percent discount. It seemed right. based on the you know the the site of the hotel. Okay. So that's really good. Um, so there's there's some sort of uh, I was gonna say benefit, but you're still paying for everything. So, yeah. but yeah, you, at least you can get over there. And there's a at least they make it a bit easier to to stay close to the the, the convention. Yeah. Um. Yes. So traveling. So I'm down south in Dorset. So I flew from Heathrow. So. My trip was uh, get the train and staying overnight near Heathrow and then getting an early flight um, over, which was nine, nine hours, 15, nine hours, 20 or something like that. Flight over to Seattle. 
Um, once there, yeah, it was just a um, an Uber and then to the hotel and then sort of sleep. I think it was after <laughs> our, our journey because it was like um, I think we left at nine and then um, no, we left it. We left the UK at eleven and we we arrived in um, Seattle um, at two p.m. their time. So wow. it is a like three hours like gone by, yeah, but, exactly. but not <laughs> for us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, stayed up all night, well, stayed up for as long as I could and then yeah, sleep. So okay. we had a bit of time to, we had like a day, I think spare where we could sort of, um, go around Seattle, um, and recover slash get used to the time zone before ignite. So, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So all your travel was all okay. Everything went without a hitch on the way out, I guess. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> Most, mostly, yeah. Um, somehow managed to lose my belt at the security, <laughs> uh, which made the, uh, the the well, the flight was okay, but walking, you know, coming out of the other side with no belt and you know needing it, it was uh, interesting. But um, it was okay. It, yeah, yeah, it's just, a, and I had spare belts just in the suitcase. So. I don't even know how how I lost it or how I did want to ask. You know, once you get past security, you're like, I've got through. I don't don't want to uh, don't want to interrupt them or uh, make okay. a scene. <laughs> right. So you, you've you've landed. You've you've got your backup belt. You've adjusted to your time zone. Um, you're ready to go to ignite the morning of you know ignite. Uh, can you just can you give us uh, just a breakdown of like how. The events sort of structured from an attendee's, you know, uh, pers- perspective. You know, like, um, did you go and register? Like, how? You know, what's what the sort of times that you have to be there and things like that? Yeah. So, um, you you're able to go there the day before the the um, event happens. They normally do it before to get everyone through, kind of thing, so you don't waste time registering. Um, so we went on the Tuesday afternoon because that's when registration was kind of open. And you kind of go up, you show, you get a QR code on your phone, you show that, you've got to show some, you know, um, federal or government ID to prove that you, who you are. Um, they do that, you get your your um, badge or your, your pass, um, and then you can go off and, you know, go back to the hotel or enjoy the rest of the day so that the next day when it starts, you can go straight in. You haven't got to worry about, you know, tens of thousands of people trying to register kind of thing. So makes it really easy and previous like night that was the same thing you could do it like the day before it was the whole day because they were a bit there's more people at those ones okay cool that that sounds that sounds really good and when they're you know you know when they're like um showing like for a virtual for somebody that was attending virtually um how live were the live bits Right, because there were there were bits like um, I don't know what the stage was called. You know, th- th- there was like a uh, a stage with like loads of tables around it, um, mm-hmm. and and I don't know what they called that that part. But you know, like when we were watching it, were we were we watching it live at the same time, or was it like pre-recorded and rebroadcast as supposedly live? If, if that makes sense, you know, would they have shoots of stuff? So they did a bit of both, I think. So. Some of the things, so we, so we turned me, myself, and my my colleague um, Matt, um, we turned up at uh, eight o'clock, um, and I don't think um, Satie was on for um, 
till I think it was 10 o'clock over there. I think it was by the time or it was nine o'clock. I can't quite remember. But um, in effect, we could go round and see the event. We went there because in effect, they provide breakfast. So, you know, right. Of course, you need that. You know. Of course, uh, you've got to get that. Yeah. Yes. Especially if you've yeah, paid, paid that yes. money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we went and got some breakfast and you can start going around some of the some of the, you know, the areas. And um, we were there. We were seeing them re- do some of the recording whilst we were around and, you know, I can't remember what part we're in. Um, you might be able to, you know, see me and my colleague in the in the background um, of it. So we tr- we did make ourselves visible because um, we could see what they were rec- recording, kind of thing. So we thought that was live. So we were like, you know, messaging people back in the UK. Like, you, I think I don't think I messaged you actually, but messaged some other colleagues saying, "Hey, you might see us in a minute," you know. And it was like you didn't. Um, so they did some B-roll stuff and some pre-recording with people around and that. Um, but also I think some of the main announcements, things like that, um, they were live. So there's definitely right. some live pieces yeah, and some partially live as in, you know, like pre, like you said, pre-recorded, but actually there yeah. rather than being you know, recorded yeah. a yeah. week ago or things like that. So. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying that because I want to be critical of it. Cause I, I think the event, like from, from a virtual perspective, right. I thought the event was like ridiculously slick. Right, like because it's just like every single, every single. Well, what I what I had to do is I had to sort of give up uh, watching it live because it was it was there was so much there were so many things on at the same time. Yes, you couldn't possibly watch everything. So effectively, what I did is I just I gave myself like a one day like lag behind so that I could then watch (laughs) catch ups at one point five times speed because there was just like no way to get through it like whatsoever. So I had like two and a half days and then I gave up because it was just too much. And now I've just been watching them slowly because I just had two and a half days of just watching Ignite like at 1.5 times speed. And it was just like, <laughs> it was, it, my brain just was like, you know, absolute mush. Um, but I just thought it was, I thought it was incredible, like um, how seamless they sort of had, because not not everything was, um, not all of the announcements and, um, you know, the, I would say that the less that the higher level discussions seemed more pre-recorded, didn't they? Right. It was more the the deep dive sessions that were actually like in person, you know, like, you know, all of the high level. It seemed like m- the vast majority of the high level announcements were like pre-recorded. And, and but but what that really gave is it, ga- it gave a really good um, air of like um, prof- um professionalism because everything ran so slickly right because instead of having to you know orchestrate loads of different people announcing loads of different things at the same time because when when you're talking about those high level like concept it's really around you know making people like understand like you know what you're trying to achieve right so and they don't have a lot of time you know like when they're announcing like you know new updates to azure they're talking about like five different topics in a 15 minutes uh, window aren't they you know what i mean like yeah. i could i can imagine presenting that live you know and, and do, so so yes yeah, so i just I, I thought that was I, I thought it was great that i thought the mix of like um in person live versus pre-recorded i, I thought worked uh quite well to be totally honest with you it was really it, it was a really professional i thought it was really professional like production you know from 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 a remote perspective anyway when when you're there, did you do you get that um, sort of uh, thought thought as well? Is it is it proper? Well, they've probably been doing these for years, right? They they, they know how to, you know, uh, keep things organised and, and stuff like that. 
yeah, seeing them doing some of the recording and stuff like that, you could definitely see they were, you know, we've seen them like running through a couple of, like a couple of um, different people. You know, there's that, that bit where you were saying about the stage, there was a bit to the side where they were doing like one, you know, one-to-one interviews um, with the cameras. And that's where, you know, we were sort of visible, well, hopefully visible at some point. We'd have to, have to try and find it, but <laughs> yeah. they did sort of two interviews there, like back to back sort of thing within like a two, there's a two minute gap sort of thing. So they're like preparing to get some of that B roll, that pre-recorded live stuff in there ready to then show later. So, you know, they were using the time as efficiently as they could. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's really, really, uh, I thought, I thought it was, it was great. It, it feel, it felt really professional and, you know, well orchestrated. So yeah, kudos to everybody at Microsoft that, that made that happen. Um, so when what, what how how do you think it differed to your 2019 experience of ignite um because obviously and and you know this is this is not a, obviously this is n- never us being critical but it would just it's really i think it's i think it would be good to understand like h- how things have had to evolve and, and change because of like the new i'll say the new world that we live in <laughs> if that makes sense so so i think we've got to take into you know into account that um you know, we've just come out of a pandemic and, you know, we're not sure about people's appetite to be, you know, be in a big conference. You know, there is that, you know, people might want to stay, you know, local or um, not be, you know, in big crowds. You know, we've got, you know, got to respect that because that's an, a possibility. Um, but compared to 2019, um, it was quite a bit smaller um there was but you can kind of understand why because you know the numbers and making sure that people actually wanted to come so they didn't want to make it massive and then only you know ten thousand people turned up and they've got like capacity for half a million sort of thing you don't (laughs) want it to look really bad sort of thing yeah um but yeah it's it was definitely different um there was definitely within the 2019 one there's a lot of areas there's a lot of partners there uh, and I, I, I don't mean sort of Microsoft partners at that point. There, there were a couple there, but it's more about the partners like HP, Lenovo, you know, um, uh, Nutanix, you know, all the you know, all the people, all the customers or partners, the vendor partners that, you know, help with Azure and things like that, as well as, you know, other products like 365 and things like that. So there's definitely a lot of that at 2019. There wasn't so much this time, but again, businesses might not have wanted to you know commit to coming because they didn't know about the numbers and whether they they're even at, you know got the right sort of i guess material things like that, or the preparation or maybe they don't want to um uh fund it maybe you know because it might just be that you know it's a it's a quite you know for them it's going to be quite a big you know marketing um expenditure isn't it to to be there i mean it's it's gonna be a great thing to be there but at the same time it's gonna cost i can i, I can imagine it be costing quite a bit to get you know stuff yeah for it. yeah 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 and i suppose i suppose if if the event was because i think you've you've mentioned this is that the, the event the attendance at the event was definitely less you know d- definitely you know um uh, scaled back 
Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're a partner and you're, you know, shipping out your, your massive booth and, you know, 20 people to, you know, to, to, to run it, you know, and all of those things, you know, for a lot, um, more, you know, uh, condensed and, and, and that's not me being critical of the event whatsoever. Cause we've got, we, you know, that we have to work in the, the context of, you know, w- the world that we live in. Right. So I mm-hmm. think, um, I think everything was proportionally scaled back, if that makes sense. That's that's how I got kind of got the um, the, the the feel of it, right? Yeah, and I think we've got to also think about um, you know Microsoft's commitment to things like being um, carbon neutral, you know, and things like that, and sustainability, and that's been a big thing from them. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. so one one thing was that that you know there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't a swag. I mean, yeah, we don't go for that, but it's kind of, you know, part of it to get, a, you know, a, an Ignite backpack or something like that or stickers. You, Alan, Alan, this is your safe space. You don't have to lie. Yeah. To here, okay? we, we, but, we know you're just there for the pillows, the socks and um, yeah, the pins, the pin badges. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we've got some pin badges um, sort of exclusive for going. But, um, but yeah, there wasn't really anything else there no. sort of thing. Um, there oh. were some competitions and things like that, but. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of businesses out there that are like pushing sustainability, right? It's not mm-hmm. even just the cost and the, you know, the downtime or anything like that, you know, um, especially when there's hybrid events going on, you know, um, you can you can still be, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, as part a part of your business while sort of attending Ignite remotely. So I totally understand why um those those attitudes have changed right you know and i I don't think that's just the businesses i think that's just uh, people as well right like you say Mm -hmm. like you know still overhanging from um the the um uh uh, the pandemic and in just shifting work patterns and and work work life balance and things like that so yeah makes total sense yeah and again this was the first you know I i wouldn't say it's an attempt but the first in person event a public event from microsoft that you know they've done so it's it's testing the water isn't it about the you know how how many people want to go because what was um as part of the registration you could um like pre-register to say what you'd want to do you know would you want to be at one of the spotlights or would you want to go to ignite so they were getting like the numbers to see if it was worth yeah doing before they even committed to it so yeah that's what it felt like anyway i mean they might have been committed but yeah yeah no definitely (laughs) well it might it might also have been to about the scale of the event right Mm -hmm. you know like would they have had to take extra space at the like you know the the venue that they're at and and things like that right so it it, yeah that makes a lot of sense okay so alan can you just give us you know um from, from your perspective you know except for the you know the you know, the few days jolly off in America, you know, because, you know, it's something a bit different than just, you know, sitting at your desk all day. Um, what, what are the, what are the main benefits do you think about, about attending? You know, if, if other people are thinking, I really want to pitch this to my boss, you know, I want to get for next year, I'd love to get authorization to, you know, uh, to, to go out. Um, what would you say are the, the main sort of selling points, you know, from a consultant's perspective? I mean, for me, it was um, so. Whilst you're there, you know you you're able to see some of the the Microsoft product groups um, in some areas, um, and some of the sessions that happened were in person only, and some of them were um, they weren't even recorded, kind of thing. So um, there was a bit of that. So there's a bit of like 
exclusivity that's a word um but um but yeah it's it's being in with you know it's being you know around microsoft to be able to ask questions and difficult questions you know there are you know pro you know private preview communities that you can join and do that all sort of remotely but to see if you know to see the face of somebody that you you talk to quite a lot is is golden i mean in in 2019 that that bit was for me the most important part talking to the product groups because there was you know microsoft were there by mass you know you had each product had somebody you know looking after you know even like i say even but you know office um visio um project you know they had like a couple of people on it and then some of those things which you wouldn't think would blow your mind you know blew blew our minds in 2019 there's some things that you could do that we didn't even know and it was like oh okay but um yeah and i suppose because because um we're like part of misa and things like that you know um we do get a um we do get more of an insight into sort of security don't we you know from a private um from a private perspective so I suppose some of those announcements, you know, um, in the security area might not be, you know, they, they are exciting, but that's like our, you know, our bread and butter, so to speak. But it, like you say, it's for me, it's all of the other things that are launched that I would never even mm. like know about on a normal day to day basis, you know, um, like some of the new updates to Office and Teams, you know, like I just wouldn't even like that's not even in my like sphere of like you know um, your radar yeah my radar yeah that's yeah exactly so i think it i think it's great just to have like a a real you know um update of a, a bunch of different things you know to get some perspective like you say of different technologies yeah and and at this one there was um you know there those sessions that you could go to and there was there was you know they were maxing out you know people crowding around those sessions to see them um but also there was some technical deep dives with you know the team so you could work out how you know tell you how to do microsoft sentinel i think some of those were recorded but you've also you're there you can literally ask some questions but why you know that sort of stuff so you had that sort of yeah you know that feeling of in person i think that's the kind of thing it's you can do a lot with it being remote and it most of it you know satisfies it you know that that need i guess for it but there's there's always that touch that you know you're here let's let's go and yeah, because there's, 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 yeah, there's, there's, there's one thing about just you know um, the the knowledge transfer, right? That that remote still gives you, right? You know, that's the great benefit mm-hmm. is that we get to still sort of you know experience that that knowledge. Um, but like you say, getting um, into a room with uh, people to ask them specific questions, you know, and um, and to get their their input, you know, in person, um, it is still really powerful, isn't it? Right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, we we live in a more and more remote first, you know, um, sort of I'll call it connected but disconnected world, don't we? So 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 actually having having a few days where everybody can come together to collaborate and then go back to their, you know, where it is wherever it is they're they're productive and 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 they're they're they're, 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 they're happy space, you know, that's that's a really good thing, you know, well, once a yeah. year. And and the other part to it this year. Um, you could have done it last year or in 2019, I think. But, you know, for this year, you can actually um, meet up with other, like, people at the event. You can set up sessions. So we had a couple of sessions with other, like, partners that are in yep. different parts of the world that we wouldn't really 
be able yeah. to do an in-person or they wouldn't even like know about us sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd have some like good conversations with those sort of people and, you know, and you can set those meetings up as much as you want sort of thing. So yeah, they, well, you, they were really good. Yeah. They, they even pushed that on the, the remote, you know, part of it. Right. You know, to, to, to talk about, you know, collaborating with the other attendees. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I think what Microsoft really is really good at is building a, well, their partner ecosystem is, you know, is, is great, you know, and collaboration between partners, you know, is, is, is really, really important. Uh, but I think it's also great to have good, like collaboration of other, you know, um, say technical people in the field, mm-hmm. you know, like tr- tr- trying to, you know, take ourselves out of our, you know, silos and our comfort zones and push us into those environments where, you know, sometimes it's really good to get other people's perspectives and to, to, to build relationships with people, put faces to names, you know, and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it can be really powerful, right? You know, it seems... Yeah, and really especially as, as well, it's, you know, a lot of people haven't done that in a while well, because of, you know, world changes and things like that. So it was good yeah. to just randomly, you know, find somebody or wants to chat and just have that conversation. And so Definitely. builds those um, communication skills back up. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah talking in in person yeah definitely yeah a hundred percent um so alan give me your favorite session announcements what are you most excited that's come out of um ignite uh, there's probably a couple of things um so one of them is weirdly um maybe not weirdly but weirdly for from maybe our perspective but um the um, Surface Pro 9, the ARM version, the 5G one. Okay. And the reason is, is that, you know, we don't see much ARM processes yet. And um, this is one, uh, apart from some of the the AMD ones and, you know, you know, mobile phones, things like that, but not from a Windows. I mean, Microsoft actually you know, bringing out something that is ARM. Um, it's just really interesting about what they've built into it because they've got a, uh, I think it's a Neuro or Nero um, AI sort of chip on it so that their camera now can do um, a lot better things on it. So it can do things like focus on you as a device. The device level does that rather than it being yeah. software in teams, it can do background changes um, and it can also do some other things with, you know, I can't quite remember all of it, but Oh, it can set your eyes. So that you're kind of always looking at the, at the camera because really? in a team's okay. call, you know, you're always looking at the person but you're always oh, okay. looking down yeah. or looking up kind of thing. You're not actually looking at the camera because yeah. you don't stare at the camera, do you, when no. you talk? Because it's, it's it's unnatural. Yeah. So it's just minor changes. It doesn't look weird or anything like that. You know, if you do look away that, you know, it doesn't look like you're just still staring <laughs> sort yeah. of thing, you know, always looking at the screen sort of thing, even though you're looking away. Um, but it gives that little bit of more of um, that connection, I guess, with the the audience that you're with if you're doing yeah. video calls. Yeah, so but that's, that's all sort of baked in. So it's all hardware based. So you're not having to use like resource, not that you use a lot of resource, but you know, resource in teams or set that configuration. It's all done at the, you know, the, as it comes out sort of thing. So that was really good. And to find out that, um, you know, the, the, um, windows 11 supports it all and, and things like that. And that, you know, the base of, you know, the OS and, you know, office and things like that and edge are all, um, compiled. So they're all natively running. They're not, you know, emulated, um, and that the emulation is generally quite good for the 32 and 64 bit, okay. um, software. So that was really good. 
And, you know, because we've seen you know Apple with their M1s and being you know the 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 um, emulators just being like as if you never know it's there sort of thing. So it's yeah. good to see that you know it's still uh, you know a similar experience. Um, and then the other thing was probably some of the announcements around um, Intune. I mean, Intune got rebranded to Endpoint Manager last year or the year before. And now it's come back to Intune. So we're, we're waiting for the rebrand, won't we, at some point for something. Um, we got but, multiple um, rebrands, though, didn't yeah. we? Because Office has got a new logo, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Apart yeah. from logos and things like that. But um I actually yes. think that's I think that's more of an issue than anything else, right? I mean, people <laughs> that have got like, you know, um so you've got like SaaS software that runs on top of Office, you know, and you've got to go update all your documentation and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I saw a tweet talking about that. It's like oh, get ready to do your documentation because <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, so there's a bit of a brand rebrand there, but also Microsoft are bringing out a new suite on top of management suite, which Initially, when there was an announcement of some of the capability and there being an, an additional price, um, there was a bit of backlash because it seemed like a little bit expensive. But this suite now is like four or five or I think it's six um, capabilities, one of them being um, like auto patching for vulnerable applications. So from Defender for Endpoint, you know, it finds a vulnerable application. And then if it's all ma- if your device is managed by Intune, then without seeing it because even you know we haven't seen it yet in product preview or anything like that um it will auto automatically patch you know office in windows well widgets kind of patch anyway but office um as well as third-party apps like chrome and things like that so not seeing it yet not in you know in in the real in live sort of thing or tested it so we can't judge how good or bad it is but it's a good it's a good area to help you know keep keep small businesses up to date without having to have, you know, big teams again, do more for less, I guess. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I kind of thought as well, cause uh, people are a little bit up in arms about it not being included in E5. Right. You know, mm. but I, I do think, I do think in some respects, splitting out the licenses, especially for people that aren't on those top tiers is actually a better thing, right? It gives them more control. Like they can decide, you know, like everything's then segregated, right. You know, if you want, cause what did we look at? We looked at, um, was it the remote? Con- oh. No, no, no. Um, you know, because there's there's six new Intune bits, right? But you oh, know, the remote in, control. In one You've of- got remote control, and then remote the control and VPN yeah. for MAM and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the remote control was the only one that was available. You know, in in one of my tenants, right? And um, it was like two fifth two pound fifty or something per device or something like that. And it's kind of like a. It's just an add-on if you feel like you need it. It's not like it's not like they've added six new capabilities, then bumped up the price of your current tier, if that makes sense, mm. right? Because you know, if they had added all six and then added fifteen pounds a month to E five, then I feel like people would kick off anyway, right? So it, yeah, it's just yeah, it's uh, you're, you're... yeah. I mean, we never know. There may be a bigger suite in the future. Um, to, um, there's loads of things maybe. now, isn't there? It's got extra. There's extra there is, sort of yeah. licensing. So yeah, we we definitely need an E seven. <laughs> and then an E9 at some point. Sure. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah, so cool. what was yours then, Sam? What was your well, uh, announcement? Uh, I, 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 I've got a few. I, <laughs> I, I've, I've, well, um, I think what, what I'm going to also say is just quickly is, is we're going to include a link to the book of news for Ignite for this year because 
like last time we basically went through a lot of the announcements and things like that and just sort of regurgitate what they what they said but this time what we're doing is we're just doing an overview of ignite um and and then we will obviously deep dive into the areas you know on actual episodes to give you you know a bit more um in-depth knowledge um i thought the demos of open ai that they they showed were very very impressive um very excited to see where that collaboration between microsoft and open ai um uh, really goes it felt like they are effectively injecting ai everywhere um <laughs> i think that's part of the do more with less you know and we've seen ai being injected into things like uh, the power platform flows is it called mm. microsoft design uh, which is effectively like a canva um like clone but you just type what you want and it makes it for you which i've signed up yeah. to the uh, preview of that yeah um, and I'm there was the some stuff about really wanna... you asking it you know, what you want to do with something isn't it as well like it will build the the um conditions and the controls and stuff for you like you say yeah. i want to um it, it, you know um commit this data to this api and it will like write you the, yes. the yeah, query exactly, or yeah. the thing yeah yeah function and, and we're seeing stuff in like you know uh power platform you know uh like power apps to you know does uh to to draw a picture of like you know your wireframe of what you want your you know app to look like you you scan you take a picture of it and then it basically creates the controls in front of you you know so it'd be really interesting to see how you know, because um, a lot of people are critical of AI in terms of machine learning, in terms of how much actual value it really adds to, you know, the business. Um, and I think Microsoft is showing some, some potentially some really good use cases of that. So I'm very excited to to, to, to play around with that. Um, and there were some really good, like, uh, developer related, you know, demos there of, you know, uh, them being able to explain code back to you and, and things like that. I thought that was um, uh, really, really impressive. Um, we've also got GitHub Advanced Security for Azure DevOps now, which is actually, I didn't really know what was going to happen with DevOps and GitHub when uh, Microsoft acquired GitHub. I, yeah, I, I've got, I've no idea what they're doing with it, but it seems like um, Azure DevOps and DevOps pipelines and everything is staying absolutely where it is. Um, and we've got a GitHub Advanced Security, so it brings in um, um, a load of their code scanning, like code QL and things like that from GitHub Enterprise which I thought was um, really interesting for them to do. I assume that there's a lot of businesses that, you know, don't want to migrate from Azure DevOps into like GitHub and GitHub Actions because DevOps does actually have some some quite like good project management tooling and, and things like that, that I would say that GitHub isn't, isn't there with uh, yet. I thought Cameo for PowerPoint was cool, which is effectively turns you into a presenter inside of uh, 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 a presentation. I thought that was cool because I think they've really leaned into, you know, that people are actually presenting on their presentation. So it might be cool to like superimpose you in the corner of it and, and, and things like that. And lay, you know, uh, different um, slide, rec you know, um, layout recommendations and things like that. Um, Excel live collaboration and Excel, like proper collaboration, in Excel documents, apparently. So yeah, within a meeting window. So I need to have a look at that. Something to do with the, uh, live Excel uh, collaboration. I saw a thing about that. Um, Defender for DevOps. Uh, great, yes. great addition. Great addition for us. I would definitely do an episode on, on that. Um, the Microsoft Cloud Security Benchmark. You know, you thought it was bad enough just getting CIS 1.3 across the line. Well, now they're going to smash together NIST, PCI, and, um, and CIS all in one. 
So right they, benchmark for you. They did that before, didn't they, for the Azure security benchmark? But now this is multi-cloud. This is this Azure is, multi- a- yeah, this is AWS yeah. and GCP. So yes, yeah, this is cloud security. Yeah, so um, it's gonna be very interesting. I think that's gonna be very interesting to talk to customers about and getting them to understand Microsoft's own benchmark and getting the you know uh, compliance uh, uh, people and uh, you know uh, across the line with that. I think that's gonna be interesting. Um, um workload identities i thought was cool as well like understanding that not all of your identities are just people and management of um you know um you know like we've got managed identities you know service prints app registration service principles at the moment and things like that so i'm I'm interested to i'm not really do, i don't really do identity um but uh well i do i get i do i get dragged you do but, but you don't. <laughs> I don't i don't i do but i don't um but i just thought it was int- I, I thought the way that they presented it on i think it was i think it was the main keynote i think or it was the security one i can't remember but um i thought it was just interesting how they called that out because um you know um you know when we're talking about like permissions creep and things like that you know um you know uh <laughs> Uh, like managed identities and things like that so sometimes the apps like they've got insane power and permissions haven't they right you know in the organization so i think um more visibility of of those types of identities is is a really good thing and my last one because i've taken too long and i've uh, to be fair i love loads of the stuff that they like uh, (laughs) cosmos db for postgres sql like yes i'm I'm all over that but the last (laughs) one that i actually want to talk about was the low cost um ip protection option for azure ddos because you know (laughs) if anybody's had to (laughs) add to roll out ddos protection or have that conversation um apparently there's now a low cost um version of it for sm um small uh, smbs so yeah that'll be interesting to see i haven't actually uh that's still on my list um to, to, to watch actually it's still in my backpack um but um yeah i thought it was just interesting because you know we've you know it's um ddos protection in azure is three thousand pounds euros dollars whatever your currency is um, per month right yeah you know, so um, some services have it as part of it ex- but ex- exactly. other areas you need it yeah, yeah 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 like if you've just got a public facing like, virtual machine you know like you've got to have some sort of level of ddos mm-hmm. you know it depends depends on what it's doing and things like that so yeah so yes yeah, so absolutely like loads and loads and loads of stuff um but i just i pulled a few things out of the book of news um tonight just to to share with you so yeah if you haven't if you haven't been through the book of news the book of news is probably the quickest way to sort of like understand what it is that you want to look at you know quickly if that makes sense because it's giving you really succinct like direction um so so go and check it out um there is a link in the comments um so yeah but um great great event and it's great to see some like just the absolute sheer amount of like new like technology that we get to we get to play with right you know um i don't sometimes it's a bit of a problem with us but you you definitely can't um like criticize microsoft in terms of like their their roadmap and their products mm. like innovation right it is it is insane like and that's a good and a bad thing sometimes right so um see. and that's probably one thing to say as well is that some of these announcements um you know as as us being part of that private preview community we, like you, you were kind of saying earlier i think that we've seen some of these and we've tested them and we've also put you know influence into them you know given some feedback things like that um 
which we've you know, not not been able to talk about until they get announced officially. Um, but we've kind of seen that stuff, so we knew some of this stuff was coming going GA. So we had a bit of an insight, but that's because we're in that space. We're, we're in there. We, you know, we are a Microsoft partner that we work with. You know, for um, so we get to see that stuff kind of ahead of time, where you know there will be businesses out there, organisations that you know have no sight of that. So this is. You know, even I found that, you know, Ignite and so did you, Sam, see, you know, find it really useful. And we've had that sort of background information as well, haven't we? So, you know, imagine, you know, if you've not seen anything at all coming out and this is this is big, you know, it's a big event. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, it's it's it's, it's been great. Uh, it, I must admit, sometimes a little bit overwhelming, especially <laughs> when you've got like, I think it was like 800 like sessions or something that are in the list. You've got to like try and work out like what you're going to watch. And it's just kind of like, it's just just absolutely mental. Right. So, um, so yeah. And I I do just have to just clarify that um, Excel um, uh, collaboration is within teams itself, by the way, like as in when you're on a a meeting uh, collaboration, if that makes sense. So, um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Not just like regular run of the mill, both open and Excel sort of job. Oh, okay. So you can use Teams to do it. So you can just literally, yeah, that's that sounds quite cool. I think we yeah. would use that quite a lot actually thinking about some of the stuff we do. Yeah. And apparently it works on uh, mobile devices as well. Okay. That's right. It works, <laughs> but yeah, how usable. Maybe on an iPad yeah. or a tablet or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, edit this. Yeah, there's this this spreadsheet on your phone. Good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, right. We we've been we've been yammering on for quite a while. Should should we wrap up there, Alan? Is there anything else that you wanna um a, a go over or, or any any other key bits that you want everybody to sort of understand from Ignite? Um no, I think I think from Ignite, apart from the, the trip, you know, as part of the trip, um, myself and a colleague were able to, because it's in Seattle, we went over to Redmond, the Microsoft campus, and went into the visiting center. So got to check that out and go to the store there. Um, but yeah, that was that was quite interesting. It's okay. Surreal. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it must be, it must, must be quite weird to actually go to the place like that. Like it's sort of the the center of all of yeah. it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, really interesting. Okay, cool. Well, um, thank you very much for you know giving us the insight, Alan of uh, of Ignite. Um, and if you've you know if you've been listening, thank you very much for for hanging on in there and um and and going through. I'd be great to get some comments from you about you know what you felt was you know your favorite part of Ignite and 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 so on. Um, so yeah if you've enjoyed this episode please do uh, consider subscribing if you'd like to listen to more uh, of this sort of content in the future from our analytics um, we can see that the vast numbers of you um, aren't actually subscribed so if you if if, if you do feel like um, you enjoy the content um, we have many more topics that we'd like to cover and your listens and your support is is effectively what fuels us it gives us the energy it gives us the the drive and the motivation um uh, to, to 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 continue this podcast um uh, forward yep and as sam said um if you you know give us some comments about what you thought was good at ignite um there'll be a link in the show notes um on how you can give us you know send some feedback over or comments um it'd be really good it'd be good to see what you know the viewers or the viewers the listeners um <laughs> um what their sort of areas they they enjoyed and stuff like that because it might sort of help us steer some of the um 
some of the content we make. Yeah. Right. Great. Thanks, Alan. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you all. Uh, so next episode, sorry, just to <laughs> call it out, will definitely uh, be Sentinel. So again, apologies if you were expecting a different episode this week. Uh, but cheers. Thanks very much, Alan, for your time. And um, we'll speak to you guys in the next one. Yeah. Speak to everyone soon. Bye.